Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Armor Investing Way. I'm Brett Rosenthal. This is a virtual hedge fund experience that you're getting exposed to. Thanks for joining on a Sunday night. Now, you guys have been following me for a long time. No, I usually do this on Saturday at, what was it, 1130. And I'll be honest with you, I just got burned out. At the end of the day on Friday, I don't want to talk about it, think about it, nothing. So what I decided to do was start fresh with you guys Sunday night, 7 o'clock. And the reason is pretty simple. Number one, futures opened at six. So we get to start seeing what's actually happening and prepare ourselves to invest in the stock market next week. What risk management things do we have to think about? What stocks do we want to buy? So what stocks to buy? What stocks to watch? What stocks are in our focus from last week? All of these things can be revealed now. We can share information together that makes money. The other reason is that I'm already thinking about this at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night. So while I don't want to think about it on Saturday, I'm ready to talk about it now. And I'm looking forward to any and all of your questions. So let's just go over step by step. We're going to look at the market, go over the big picture macro story using our algorithms. Big question tonight, is the risk monitor green or not? We hasn't been green in a long time. So let's go over what's happened last week. Then we're going to go into stocks in focus. These are stocks that we literally bought on our trading desk last week and are now in our portfolios. Then we'll look at stocks to watch. These are names at the top shelf of our whiteboard that we may be investing in next week. So you get the chance to get an edge before we ever take a position. And then I think what we'll do um, is get to the Q&A as soon as possible so we can make this a community conversation. Look, what we're trying to do here at the Armor Investing Way and this virtual hedge fund that we run is give you access to a strategy, an overarching strategy, right? There's three phases or steps or think of it this way. I take my own personal portfolio and I divide it into three segments. I day trade, I swing trade, I invest. And when you're on the desk with us, trading all day, you take in the information that works for you, make it your own. You got your own risk tolerance, your own goals. You got to figure out how to run your own money. Let's I mean, be honest. That's why you're watching this right now, right? Because you're already running your own money and you're thinking, how do I power up my experience? Okay, well, we're going to share information with you on those three categories. And they're all intertwined, right? We use day trading tools to get long swing trades and investing positions. I'd always rather be long something that's making money and go to sleep on that as an investment than losing money. So understanding how to day trade is important for even an investing portfolio. Example, we loaded up on energy stocks on Friday, and right now energy prices are up 3% in futures. Now, let's be clear. Future prices have no real impact on what happens at 930 tomorrow morning. I have the slightest idea. I can't tell you how many times at this moment something looks like it's happening. Then you come in Monday morning, 930, something else is going on. So we can get a clue into what's happening in the standpoint of energy. We're talking about OPEC and they're cutting you know, uh, production more aggressively. But then we always have to read and react. So at the Armour uh, Investing Way, the Armour Report, right, our job is to get on the right side of probability when rewards worth risk, cut through the noise and follow one simple axiom. And that is that price action is all. We can talk about everything else. You'll hear me share information, you know, on biotechnology stocks tonight on, uh, Technology stocks, big tech stocks, AI stocks, generative AI stocks, right? Energy stocks, precious metals. We might even get into cannabis tonight. I got a story to tell you about cannabis, by the way. It could be very helpful for all of us from an investing point of view. 
So I'll hop on the cannabis couch for a minute with you and share something that happened over this weekend that I think is important for all of us to pay attention to who are interested in that space. At the end of the day, let's take this information together and run our virtual hedge fund. So I appreciate you taking time on a Sunday night to do it. Let's jump into it. Step one, risk monitor has turned green. I can't believe I just said that. The risk monitors turn green. What is the risk monitor? It's a series of algorithms that we use here at the Armour Report. They're proprietary algorithms developed for the Armour Investing Way as our guide to when to commit risk capital and when to protect capital. It's been a very strange market all year. The NASDAQ 100 and specifically seven stocks have accounted for all of the market move this year. You've got to let that sink in. Because if the risk monitor has just turned green, which it did, and we get follow-through next week, there's a lot of upside for us. Market's just getting started. You're looking at a big index that's up right now. And here it is. We'll show you the NASDAQ 100 while I'm chatting. Okay? This is a weekly chart of the NASDAQ 100. Yeah. Yeah. Two big weeks. But look. We've just broken out of a huge rectangle, nice double bottom, triple bottom, reverse head and shoulder, whatever you want to call it, breaking out above this yellow line. That yellow line was drawn May 4th of last year when the Fed started to really ratchet up rates. So the markets digested all of the rate hikes and these seven stocks. Now, the key here is there's only seven stocks driving this. So let's look at the equally weighted index. Oh, oh. Last week was week one. It just came out across the high of this yellow dash line. This is a beautiful consolidated base. Now, I know there's a lot of noise out there. Financial Twitter, CNBC, Bloomberg, whatever you read on Barron's, okay? And everyone's going to tell you why the market has to go down. Price action is all you have to worry about. I don't care the statistics about the put-call ratio. I don't care the statistics of how much short. I don't care the statistics of yield curve inversions. I don't care, and neither should you. It means nothing to making money in the stock market. Don't even begin to bring to this trading desk the absolute swill of P.E. ratios. Some stock can't trade there because the P.E. is too high. Total waste of time. Price action is all. We use the risk monitor to get us long in an aggressive way or protect capital. We have a simple three-step process. Day trade, swing trade, invest. In fact, what I've done personally is separate. So I have one big portfolio, right? And I separate into three separate brokerage accounts. I run all my capital through interactive brokers and I manage capital for our investors. And what we do is we break into three separate, which is interactive brokers that allows you to, to set up actually five different duplicate accounts. So you can run different styles of management. It really helps me focus. It's something you might want to consider doing. Guys, as I dive into this, don't forget you can subscribe to this channel right here. So just click on the subscription button so you know when I'm doing these videos and what we're talking about. And you'll be part of the community conversation when I post community posts to YouTube. It'll go right to you. So go ahead and subscribe there. Of course, you can always subscribe to the Armor Report or Armor Investing, as it were, right down here. Right there, Armor Investing, A-R-M-R, investing.com. It stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. And that's the information that we share with you. All right. Of course, don't forget, you can always like this video and share it with anybody you think might find this information helpful. All right. So let's run through our algorithms and what's happening here. We have a risk-on entry point in the equally weighted NASDAQ 100. Here's the S&P. It's just gotten started. It hasn't even broken out above those tops of May 4th last year. Now, this is a serious problem, right? The equally weighted looks terrible. 
And I've shared that with you for a while now. It looks like a reverse head and shoulders until it breaks the downtrend, which it just did last week on rising volume. And it flipped the armor algo to risk on opportunity. Here's the momentum index. Way behind. Setting up a possible double bottom. Here's the Dow. These are all part of the risk monitor. The Dow gave us a risk on entry point at the end of the week. Let's drill down to the daily chart. Okay, huge volume on Friday as the Dow broke out. Now, it hasn't broken the downtrend yet, so we're early. We're looking for follow-through next week. And Armour Insiders are already prepared for this. We've put our capital to work last week. If we get that follow-through next week, we're going to be enjoying the ride as others mark up our portfolio. We call that being the smart money. Stop listening to the smart money and start executing based on price action. That's what we do on our desk, okay? Let's move over to small caps, up 3.6% on Friday on big volume. Let me tell you something, guys. I'm not going to spend a second in this conversation talking to you about non-farm payroll numbers. They mean nothing to me. Zero. The reaction to the news is all I care about. And what we had, the reaction to the news, is risk monitor green. You could see small caps breaking out. But it's also day one. Small caps went from below the 50-day moving average to above all key moving averages at the end of the day on rising volume. Who, who wants to debate with me the market should go down? I can't wait to hear it. Put it in the comment section right now. You've got to comment on why the market should go down. Let's talk about it. I'd love to hear it. Put it in the comment section, all right? But when I look at all of the indexes that the Armour Report uses in the Armour Investing way to determine risk on or risk off using our algos, every single Index. These are the IBD 50 and the ARC and, uh, uh, Innovator. They're all going risk on. Okay, so let's move on to stocks in focus. And I'll wrap up by saying this. They're all saying risk on. The beauty of this strategy, number one, we've already put the capital to work. So by the end of the day yesterday, we're already fully invested in our Armour Invest portfolio. We got fully invested in the morning for our swing portfolio. So by the end of the day, we were already up huge. That's the value of spending time on our desk and sharing information using proprietary algorithms. This is our day trading screen. You're looking at the three-minute charts of the S&P, the NASDAQ 100, small caps, and the Dow. These green boxes, you could see, is where we put long positions into our swing portfolio on the indexes that are 2x the index. Getting exposure to the whole market through those four indexes for a risk-on opportunity that by the end of the day was already up big. So guess what? The low of the day Friday is the stop on this investment. It's easy. Risk monitor went green. That's not a guarantee the market has to go up. It just means the probabilities are at their highest. And the reward from here is worth the risk. So we put capital to work. And then we use stops to protect ourselves. Risk monitor greens that fail, fail in the first week. So the market rolls over next week. We'll go back to cash. Hey, guess what? I put a third of my capital in each discipline. That means I went to sleep with 30% cash, collecting 5% yields in money markets. I do that every single night. And then I wake up and just trade the indexes. Okay? In fact, I just trade triple the S&P. So we did that last week. We picked off the S&P right there on that green signal. So this we got long right here on our swing strategy. Here we got long in our day trading strategy. And we booked our profit right up here uh, in the portfolio. Actually, right here on that yellow line right there, that yellow box. Okay, the prior day, we had a really big day. 
we picked off at this green box here and this green box here, and we loaded the portfolio up. What I like to do is put on triple the S&P, and I put 100% of my day trading capital into that. You might think that's aggressive. I would argue with you. I would say I'm in cash every night. I have no overnight risk. I have no individual stock risk. But I am going to capture three times the movement of the S&P. And on a day like that, where the S&P is up three quarters of a percent, we're up almost triple that in our, index, in our day trading portfolio. All we need is one day a week like that. And you start looking at the net worth creation over a six to 12 month period. Um, and, and you're going to want to know what the Armour day trading playbook looks like, which, by the way, we're creating. We're going to print up, put it together, send it out to all Armour insiders. And that's going to happen before the end of this year. I'm continuing to work on it for you. You're going to get it almost like a, like a football on the sidelines of a football game. You see the coach with a ringed binder. You open it up and you see all the plays. There's just so many ways the S&P can trade every day. The faster we realize the play, the faster we put on the trade. We don't day trade here. We, we smart trade. Some days we trade, some days we don't. If we don't get the play that's in the playbook, we don't put the trade on. Those plays have a high probability of success and reward is definitely worth the risk. And that's when we execute. Otherwise, we don't put money to work. All right. So let's run. Let's run with this. We know the risk monitor is green. We've talked about um, what that will mean to our portfolio. It's led by these big stocks. Okay. I've already shared with you the caveat, right? The first week is the most fragile when we get risk monitor green. So the market rolls over, we'll go to cash, okay? But let's assume that's not going to happen because the market broadened out last week on big volume spikes. So what stocks are in focus on our desk? In other words, what were we buying last week? I'm going to walk you through those charts right now. Grab a pen and a piece of paper. You can write these down. Okay, um, in our portfolio, we already own Amazon. We own that cheap, it's rallying. Okay, we already own Google. We own Google down here. We keep raising the stop, it's consolidating. I'd like to take a moment out right now to discuss Google and Amazon. Google, I mean, Google and Microsoft. We owned Microsoft. We booked a profit. It continues to walk away from me. I think I may be out there buying it again next week. I don't think I should have Google in my portfolio without, Amazon, uh, without Microsoft. And the reason is, and maybe, and I'm asking you this, I'd love to hear your comments on this. I would love to hear your experience because maybe I'm just out there on this. But I've started using Bing with chat and GPT-4, and it's unreal. And it totally changes the game plan for Google. What made Google so successful? They were first mover into search and they collected unbelievable amounts of ad dollars. They're not first mover now. And I can tell you with a fair amount of certainty, I'm never going to use Google again. Have you ever, have you used ChatGPT through Bing? Have you tried it? It's ridiculous. Why would I ever go through Google? I ask it a question. It goes through Google. Then it gives me the answers, and I don't have to look at any ads. Let me say that again. I don't look at any ads. What does that mean for Google long term? I don't know. I'm not selling the stock. We own it cheap, and we're making a lot of money on it, okay? And I'm sure they're going to come out with BARD, GBT, but they're going to be the second mover. And even then, I'm going to have to see what does Google do to fill the void of eyeballs that are going to leave its search service. So if you go through BARD or you go through uh, a Bing, if it's doing the work and you're just getting the answer and you get one website to click on and you're not seeing that whole page full of ads, there's no paid ads at the top. What does that mean for Google? I'm asking you that question. Think about it, file it away. It's not going to change my position right now. Stock's going through the roof. Market's breaking out. Looks great. But I'm concerned at some point in the future, there's going to be an earnings announcement, and it's not going to be pretty. 
Let me tell you what will be pretty. The shift away from paid search, away from ads on search screens. Capital's already moving into connected TVs. Ad dollars are rushing to connected TVs. Disney Plus, Netflix, what have you, going to paid services. Uh, excuse me, free services that are ad-supported, right? You could do it through Netflix now. And they're telling us every month or every quarter how many people are starting to use Netflix for free. Okay, well, they're getting ads served to them. So where are we going with capital? We already own Trade Desk in the portfolio. Got to buy, you know, somebody upgraded it on Friday. Stock was up. We own it cheap. And don't sleep on MGNI, Magnite. Okay, take a look at um, Trade Desk. Okay, the Trade Desk market cap. $36 billion. Magnite, 1.8. $36 billion versus $1.8 billion. Go listen to the conference call. Go do your own due diligence. What's brewing inside a trade desk is brewing inside a Magnite, and Magnite's a much smaller company. I think both should be owned. I'm not saying one's going to beat the other. I think that they are both category killers and they should be owned in the right market following risk management rules. Do your own due diligence, please. Okay. I'm sharing information. These are stocks in focus that are in our portfolio already. Full disclosure, we're already making money on them. I'm sharing them with you so you could do the research and get ready for the next cycle. Okay. I mean, and if you want to pay up for it, you certainly could. I mean, Magnite just broke out on Friday or Thursday. Same with Trade Desk. Hey, guess what? We're long Netflix. Okay, I think Netflix is going a lot higher. All right, Pack Bio. It's time to talk about biotech. There's a lot of biotech I like. There's nothing I like more than Pack Bio. Pacific Biosciences, I think, is a huge stock. I'm going to ask you to do your own homework there. I'm only going to share with you. This following fact, in my career, one of my largest successes is the position we took in Illumina in 2003. Stock went from an split adjusted basis, $1.50 to $500. It went from obscurity to being added to the NASDAQ 100. And the characteristics that we saw in Illumina back then, I see in PacBio now. I, I don't know where it's going to end up. Okay, nothing I tell you today means I just hold. I'm not a holder. Thing reverses, breaks down, I'll be out. But if this thing takes off in the right market, I think there's some serious wealth creation that could come from it. Okay, so these are some of the stocks that we added. Now, let me dive into what's happening right now. Um. And I'm going to put this chart on the screen for you because I think it's, um, you know what, let's start with this. Let's round it out with, real quick, um, uranium. I know a lot of you love uranium, and we got to really hand it to an Armour Insider, Eras. He's been all over uranium for a long time. And what we like to do, what we like to say at, at Armour Investing, is that we run a virtual hedge fund. We have subscribers from all over the world. We are crowdsourcing information. We're running our own research department. I can't research everything. I'll tell you what I like. I like technology, biotechnology. I like innovative technology. That's where my focus is. I'm that analyst. The beauty to me of our virtual hedge fund experience is we have analysts from all over the world who like different things. Eris has been all over the energy sector, made a lot of money in energy last year, has been pounding the table for us on our trading desk almost every day. I should say every day that's worth it, right? Not every day, but on days that are worth it, he's constantly sharing a stream of information about what's developing in the uranium space. And when the Armour Algo, which is our execution tool, told us to get long Thursday morning, 
which is back here, okay, that green box is where we started buying CCJ. In all fairness to Ares, and a quick shout-out, he was buying it down there in that green box the day before. Okay? I executed right there, joined him because that was the algo entry point. Right? And we held it overnight. It's now become an investment, and you could see it breaking out of an unbelievable pennant. Okay? If you, you know, I don't know about you all, if you're new to the business, when I was new to the business, I used to cut out chart patterns like this and put them all over my wall at university. I went to Boston University. So literally my wallpaper, the entire wall was covered with charts. Yes, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Because my entire wall was covered with charts. But um, she was a sweetheart. wonder what she's doing now. Anyway, um, this is a chart pattern you want to print up, put above your wall, because you're not going to see them very often. And it is a textbook example of a pendant breakout on every level. CCJ broke out on the, Of course, the daily. Then you go look at the weekly. You can see the volume coming in. It's just a no-brainer. The chart patterns mean that the stock has to go up? No. No. It can reverse, go back down. But what I love about breakouts of chart patterns is I know exactly where my stop is. Okay? I don't fall in love with anything. If it reverses and takes me out of the breakout, I'm out. If I could buy it early, which we did, the stock is already up big. At this point, it comes back down to break even, I'm out. Okay? That's how we trade on the Armor Trading Desk at our virtual hedge fund. We use day trading tools to get us long investing ideas. So we're sleeping on profits instead of sleeping on deficits. That's the first step in your journey. Okay? Get on the right side of probability when rewards worth risk. Go to sleep on a profit. So you're playing with the house's money. Then you can use break-even as your stop. Worst case scenario, you go back to break-even, you start over. Best case scenario, market skyrockets, you're on a stock early and you make a fortune. That's what we're all trying to do. Okay? URA. URA hasn't even broken out yet, but that's my other favorite way of playing uranium, which, are, which is the ETF of uranium, right? So I get a bunch of the smaller names without having to worry about each individual small name. All right, now let's swing over to what we bought on Friday. We loaded up, okay, on energy stocks. And we started with these two ETFs, which you could see um, oil service was up on huge volume here. Okay. And then I like XOP, which are the exploration production companies and volume was spiking as well. Okay. So find out this morning is that, um, well, not this morning. We just found out now. I saw futures are up. What's the fact? What are they up right now? Let's see if they're, they're holding on to those gains at all. So oil's traded somewhere around 73.50, up 2.5% because OPEC says they're going to cut some more. So I imagine these stocks are going to break out tomorrow morning. We'll see. Here's a tip. I never buy Monday morning breakouts. Okay, so if they gap up Monday morning, that would be great for us because we bought them last week. But there's no way I go chase them now. Okay? But I would watch how they trade. And when they give you an opportunity during the week, if you've already missed it and you want to get long, you buy weakness during the week. Okay? Um, but anyway, so... Our, our top uh, um, energy names, there's really just three right now. We have Tidewater Oil Service. That looks like it's about to break out again. I've been following the FDI story for a long time. And, you know, full disclosure, I missed the breakout here and it made me sick. Okay. Eras <laughs> captured it and made a lot of money. I love him for that. It made me feel a little bit better. I love to see Armor Insiders succeed. This is another pennant of a smaller degree and it broke out on on Friday. So I'm looking for that to make new highs in here. And then, you know, there's so many different drilling stocks you can own. I, I just like Transocean. That chart pattern really sets up for me. This is a huge rectangular base. It broke out. It's made a pennant on top of the base. Um, and I'm looking for that to follow through uh, next week. I mean, you know, we can look at other drilling names if you want. Um, they all look fairly similar if they're offshore. The offshore drilling names like DO 
or NE, okay? But you would have to avoid things like HP or PTEN. They're just not ready. Those charts look god-awful. So um, those are the land drillers, and they're having a little bit more, more trouble, all right? But rig is my favorite name there. So those are some stocks in focus that we bought last week. Let's look at a couple ideas that we may buy next week, and we'll get to your Q&A, okay? Um, my, my favorite generative AI story that's not big cap like NVIDIA or, or Google or Microsoft or any of that is UiPath. Now, we already own UiPath uh, down here, okay? So, but if you look at that, it just broke out of that base. So we bought that last week. I think it could be added to next week. And at the top of my list, this might surprise you, okay? But IoT up 31% on Friday on a blowout earnings number is on the top shelf of the Armor Power Play whiteboard. We had it there before this last earnings announcement. We covered the call on Friday. Armor Insiders, if you missed that research report, you go to the website, go to Fundamental Research, pull up IoT, you'll see everything I wrote about it, okay? It's also in the Slack room. So as we're listening to that call on Friday, I'm typing out for you what I hear that's important. And I'm not going to tell you guys everything, but I'm going to boil it down to one thing that I heard that was really important about this. First of all, this is a, these are, I'm highlighting for you software companies using generative AI to enhance their product and make the return on investment for their customers so, um, so quick that it makes the decision process to pay for the product that much faster in a very difficult macro environment. Those are the, those are the, the, the software companies that we're buying when we're listening to the research, uh, we're listening to the earnings calls and we're trying to extract information that's valuable. I'm not listening to, you know, how many new customers and what the ARR is and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's great. They're beating expectations. That's great. But I'm looking for the gems. I mean, I've been doing this over 30 years. I'm telling you, I, I, I know what the gems are, and I share it with you when I hear it. And the number one gem for this story blew through seasonality. And Wall Street loves that. Okay? So every business has seasonality. Pretty obvious. Let's think of a retail company. Obviously, seasonality is the fourth quarter, right? Everyone buys Christmas gifts. Okay? So you're always going to have the biggest quarter. This is why they call it Black Friday, right? Because, or Black, Black, Black Friday, right? Yeah. Because that's usually when retail companies go into the black. They've been in the red all year. Then they have a huge... Uh, a couple of weeks, couple of months, and they make their year. It's most obvious with retail, but it's true about all businesses. They have cycles and seasonality. The quarter this company had, and the reason the stock was up 30%, in my opinion, among all the other reasons, they beat the number, they raised guidance, all that. But what was astounding is that they blew apart their seasonality. Usually that quarter is their weakest quarter. So they blew out that quarter and they talked about how growth was continuing in the quarter that we're in. It, it was phenomenal. You guys should listen to the conference call, okay? Um, so IoT right there. I'll be looking to put that in the portfolio when I get the right opportunity. Uh, a couple other names. I think Dynatrace should be um, – um, research should be done on Dynatrace. I think research should be done on Flywire, okay? Um, I really want to own Palantir. I'm just looking for the entry point. I, I really missed it. I didn't do the work fast enough. Right in here when they had their last earnings announcement, that was the game changer. So now I'm just looking for a consolidation that I can get long. So those are th some of the thoughts, and I'll just wrap up with the biotech name. I'm, I really like TGTX. I need to see it go above 28, but if it can close above 28, I'll be on TGTX. Now I'm going to wrap up before I get to your questions, and please put them in the comment section right now on anything you want to talk about. I'm happy to go over it. But... Um, let's talk real quick about cannabis, okay? Just for a second before we get to your questions. This is a god-awful chart, and what I'm about to share with you has got nothing to do with me running out there and buying cannabis tomorrow, okay? This story, obviously, this is just flat. This is like a pa the patient's dead on the table is what it looks like, okay? This story is about true leaf cannabis, Okay. The story is about True Leaf that I want to share with you, an anecdotal story. I'm not going to spend a second talking about 
legislation, when it will go through. It's a total waste of our time because nobody knows the answer. And it's in the hands of politicians. So forget it. Just forget it. Right now, the industry, we have to assume, if we want to invest in this space, we have to assume politicians are going to be idiots to infinity. Okay? It'll never be resolved. It'll be the slow snail's pace of one state after another, another deciding to do something, blah, blah, blah. Okay? So, how do we make money in that environment? And if we wake up one morning and they pass a bill that puts this industry on the map, that's just gravy for us. That's just gravy. And I'll be honest with you. If, if we're aware, I'm telling you this right now because I know it to be true. I've seen it before. People are so destroyed and demoralized in the space that when the news comes out that Merrick Garland is recommending cannabis be switched to Schedule S3 and the stock is up, uh, these stocks are up 50%, people are going to be selling on the news. <laughs> they will. They will. They won't believe it. They'll be gasping for breath that they can finally get out of some of their cannabis names. That's when I'm going to be loading the boat with cannabis names. Okay? We haven't lost money in cannabis. We made a lot of money on the run. We've tried a couple of entry points, didn't work, went back to cash. We're just waiting. And I said to you before, I still hold it true. The majority of my cannabis money is going to be put to work when I read that story. And I don't care if they're up 50%. I don't care if they're up 100%. If, 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 if truly, which is trading at four right now, under four, and I wake up and it's trading at 10 because Merrick Garland says, put it on schedule S3, 10 is cheap. Okay? But this is the anecdotal story I want to tell you, and then I'm going to you know, open it up for questions. Any, guys, any questions you guys have, I'm happy to chat about. All right. I'm in Florida. I'm a medical marijuana card owner. Okay? I've been going to, and I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I've been going to a company called Certera ever since I got the card. It's easy. It's right around the corner from me, so it's close. I like the setup in there. I'm embarrassed to tell you because my favorite investment in this space, bar none, is TrueLeaf. It always has been. I drove to Tallahassee. My dad and I did. Drove to Tallahassee. And this was in 2019, I think. I think this was 2019. What is this? 2000. Yeah, this was 2019. My dad and I, May, May 4th, it was my birthday. We drove up to Tallahassee and we sat down with Kim Rivers in 2019. So we went to Tallahassee, which is where True Leaves headquarters are. She's a lovely woman. Spent over an hour with us, walked around the facility. At the time, she introduced us to the chef that will be creating edibles. And edibles were not allowed yet in Florida. But Kim has always been a visionary. She's always been a wonderful manager of her business. She's always been out ahead. And I can tell you for a fact that everything she told us at that meeting that she had control of, she executed on. And she continues to execute on. So when I say I'm embarrassed to tell you that I was a Sertera Wellness, you know, uh, um, patron, it's, it's embarrassing because I really, I love True Leave and everything about True Leave. And it was just kind of you know, simple. It was just easy to go around the corner. What the heck, I'll go here. And I liked it, so I did it. All right. Fast forward to this weekend. It was time to refill. And the last couple times I've been to Sertera, I would say... Just this is just anecdotal now. I would say they're going to go out of business. It looks to me when I go in there like they're literally winding the business down. Not enough product on the shelf. Kind of a ghost town in there. A lot less people working there. And we know, we know that everybody, um, we know 
that Sertera, which is owned by, what's that other name? I can't remember right now. Parallel. Parallel has defaulted on properties in Texas and somewhere else. I can't remember where else it was. I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see if they default on Florida. I don't know. I know Florida was originally their home base. They were a private company, tried to go public, missed the wave, never went public. Now I think they're in trouble. So I decided to make the effort, drive a little bit further and go to Trulief. Trulief is across the street from, these places always you know, jumbled together, right? So they're across the street from Trulief is a Cureleaf store, really nice store, Cureleaf store. Um, this is anecdotal. The Cureleaf store, the parking lot, empty, okay? Nobody in it. Trulief, right across the street, totally packed, can't find a space, got to go park somewhere else, walk over. I go in there. It's the best experience from a shopping point of view. Just hands down, hands down. I've been to all the other dispensaries. It's just the best. So whenever, and we have, they have the best product, by the way, in my opinion, they have the best product. They're using nanotechnology, which is really cool for edibles. Okay. They're doing a lot of cool things ever come out of this. Right now we're going through a massive downturn. Companies have to go bankrupt. I think coming out of this true leaf, which is already the gorilla will be even more so in this space. That's all I have to say. I'm not buying the stock now. This is not about running and buying cannabis stocks. Okay. I, I may not buy true leaf until Merrick Garland changes the scheduling. And I don't care if I pay up a hundred percent for it. Because when that story comes out, True Leave is the stock to own. That's what I wanted to say tonight. Let's get to your questions. What do you got for me? Anybody with me tonight? Let's take a look. Mark, had to ask about NASDAQ chips, et cetera, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Tesla. You said it was too early last year for NASDAQ. At the end of the year, stay. Hey, you know what? Interesting you asked me that question because um, I tra- we traded on our desk, Mark. So NVDA, we traded on our desk NVIDIA. I took it off before earnings, so I'm a little sheepish about that, but we've made money trading NVIDIA on our desk. In fact, we made money trading AMD on our desk, okay? Sold it before that news. We own shares of Tesla. We bought them right here. So it's a good question. I don't think I necessarily missed Tesla because I didn't buy it at the start of the year. We took it off. We took a position right here as it came across the 50 days. So we're having a nice run in Tesla. Um, Microsoft. I said I traded Microsoft, made money in it. I want to own it again. And already, you know, like I said, we own Google. Okay. So, Shell-shocked. Um, I wouldn't say it was fear, Mark, in all honesty. I use risk monitors to make decisions based on confluent move. Not all markets move the way I want. I'm using a statistical probability algorithm, right? So at the start of the year, I said, yeah, I, I can't buy these things, and I don't have any confluence anywhere. Friday was the beginning of confluence. So I'm putting some money to work. There's always going to be markets where I can look back and say, hey, gee, I should have done that. I have to accept that as an investor. So I day trade, I swing trade, and I invest. And at the top of that is the risk monitor. And over a long period of time, it's going to keep me out of dangerous markets and get me involved when the reward to risk is right. There'll be windows where I don't put money to work right at the bottom. It happens. I can't dwell on it. I can just move on and capture upside when the statistics are in my probability. That's all. But they're in my favor. When, don't forget, when you're talking about statistical probabilities, you could say the same thing to me if we walked into a casino together. and We walked up to a craps table and you said to me, let's put a lot of money on snake eyes. 
Because it pays, what is it, 42 to 1. I said, I just don't trade like that. I can't do it. I can't put all my bankroll on snake eyes. It may hit every now and then. But long term, it's going to bankrupt me. And I've learned that over 30 years. So I, I can't do it. And I just accept that there'll be some turns I miss. And then I move forward and capture upside when I can. That's what I'm doing, Mark. Hey, Dennis, how are you, man? Happy Sunday. All right. Uh, any other biotechs? Like, um, yes, Dennis, I really like, um, I like the gene editing guys a lot. Now we made a little money trading CRISPR. That chart pattern looks so tasty to me. CRISPR is the lead. So I really like CRISPR and I'm, I'm looking for the entry point there again. Um, right behind that, it's the little brother of CRISPR, which is Beam. Beam takes CRISPR's technology to the next step. So CRISPR is probably three to five years ahead when it comes to their research. They're going to come out with a product that's successful first. And then Beam, which, by the way, will be good for Beam because Beam is building on top of the CRISPR blocks, if you will. Okay? So I like CRISPR, and then I like Beam as, like, the little sister to CRISPR. And then I think I have to, I have to get long NTLA because Intella, CRISPR, Beam, they're all kind of the same. I know some guys like Edit, too. This is my least favorite of the three, uh, of the four, um, from a fundamental point of view. I like, I think um, CRISPR and, and Teller are furthest along. I think Beam is a worthwhile candidate because of its technology building block on top of CRISPR. And, and that's kind of where I would go alongside of my TGTX. Oh, you know, there's one more. Don't forget Sage. I'm glad you brought that. I got to write that down. I think I got I to gotta get back on Sage. And this summer, Sage is going to have an announcement. Sage, you know, phase three results and all that kind of stuff, it looks like they're going to get approval. They may not. That's always a risk. Stock will get cut in half if they don't. Um, the FDA is looking at the data. They're not calling for a, an advisory panel, which is, you know, normally bullish. Um, what, that, what that means is that this is a product that helps specifically postpartum depression. I think there's 500,000 cases in the U.S. a year, and there's no real uh, um, product to, to help with that um, depression. It's successful with that cohort. If they get approval for that, you would expect it to go um, uh, roll out, and the, it'll be the kind of drug, because of the safety profile, from what I can understand, it'll be the kind of drug that will go off-label for all kinds of depression and then get follow-on approvals from the FDA is, is from all I can gather, guys, do your own due diligence. This is not stock advice, right? This is what I'm doing personally. I'm sharing information, what I do personally. And then it's your job to go do the research to see if you agree or not, okay? So it's just I'm trying to point you in the right direction, and then you go do the work and see if, see if we're right. Some things we will be, some things we won't. Always use stops. All right. Uh, NetSky, nice to see you. It's been a long time. I just had to take some time off, you know. I just got burned out, particularly on Saturday mornings. So glad you could join. Mark, after watching, I don't much need to join the desk. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you, Mark. Come join us on the desk, brother. We'd love to work with you. You guys can subscribe or take a look at it. It's armorinvesting.com. Wait, okay, I know there are two, but you have you have to have a Florida card and not a New York card. Yeah, I know, and and I'm not. This, we're talking about cannabis now. Dennis is talking about cannabis, guys. I'm, you know, um, I don't want to talk about legislation, but it it is going to be on the ballot in Florida that Florida we can vote to make Florida recreational instead of medical. I don't know if it's going to make it through, but it's going to get on the ballot this year. We missed the ballot the last time. Now it's on the ballot. I don't invest hoping that voters make the right decision, so it doesn't mean anything to me. But obviously, if Florida goes wreck and you don't need a card to do it, what does that do for Trulieve's business? They're the biggest beneficiary. And I think there's going to be not consolidation in this space. I think bankruptcies. 
I think some cannabis companies just overextended and they're going to go broke. And that makes the, the, the biggest guys stronger. Coming out of this totally awful down cycle, I think truly will be an unbelievable investment. You know, and, and it doesn't really get started until we get some type of movement on the federal level. So again, I'll say it again. I don't care if I pay double on that day. I don't care. The stock should be bought the minute the news comes out that they're changing it off of Schedule S1. I mean, it'll just be huge for these stocks. Huge. I wonder. I wonder if, if, if they'll even open the stocks that day. Who knows? All right, guys. Listen, this has been lots of fun. Any last questions you've got, go ahead and shout out. Um, if you're watching this video later tonight and you got a question for me, hey, man, put it in the comment section. I'm happy during the week to come in and answer any questions you may have. Um, I've started, and this is a, a good time for me to remind you, subscribe to the channel because I've started doing videos every day, 4.05. Market closes. I'm going to give you one chart a day. Five minutes. It's a five-minute video. I don't have the time. You don't have the time. I'm going to show you one chart off of our desk from that day. Could be long or short. I'm going to be sharing that information with you. So we're going to do that every day. We did it last week. So if you subscribe, you'll get a message to tell you what I'm going to be talking about. You'll, it'll pop up. I like to send messages to my YouTube community so you guys can see what I'm talking about and when. Um, so go ahead and subscribe there. Don't forget to share the channel. Anybody you think could benefit from what we're doing. Look, there are do-it-yourself investors out there that are trying to, to manage a portfolio and they're struggling, right? They're struggling with round tripping. They're struggling with big drawdowns. Hey, we all go through that period. We all go through it. It's a question of how you get yourself up off the mat and start stacking chips again. That's what I'm here to help you do. That's what we as a community are here to help you do. That's the Armor Investing way and the virtual hedge fund experience that we're sharing with you. And I'd love to see you guys on the desk. So consider subscribing and joining us. Otherwise, look, it's been a wonderful night. I appreciate your time with me. And um, I think what I'm going to do is sign off and see you guys tomorrow. 845 Armor Insiders, we get our morning meeting started. What I basically do there is share with you our captain's note, which I write in the morning. We go over what we'll be doing that day, what our targets are, how we're going to trade. So you can be part of that process. We call that the Armor Report. You can subscribe just to the Armor Report if you wish. And then Armor Insiders join me on the desk at, at 9.30 when we get started with our day. And of course we share screens all day and trade all day together. All right. So anyway, guys, have a great uh, night tonight and I'll see you uh, tomorrow. Take care, everybody.